0: Hello and welcome to the BG podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Joining us is Associate Hannah Garcia to help uh, wrap up the short week as we uh, end the year. Welcome to the show, Hannah.
1: Good morning, everyone.
0: All right, we're recording this on December 21st, Tuesday. And yeah, you know, what, what's been going on the last uh, few days, Hannah, on your end?
1: Um, just more news about the election. It seems like it never stops. And, Runoffs, um, also, yeah. What, what yeah. I, mean,
0: I saw there was some news this morning. What uh, what's the latest?
1: So um, we previously thought that Kirk Watson had not won Travis County, but as yes, yes, as the provisional ballots were finally all counted, it turns out that he actually did win Travis County. It wasn't a big margin or anything, but he did win it, and so now he can say, "I did win all three counties," and so. Um, that's I'm looking at good now,
0: we'll, we'll post a link from the Travis County Clerk's uh, election results in the show notes for, um, for all f- uh, four of the runoff races. But officially, yeah, uh elect Watson won by overall percentage-wise at 50.01% to Celia Israel's 49.99%. The bigger thing here, y'all, is, again, I said this before the runoffs, but vote your vote matters, right? And this clearly shows it. the margin here Was 30 votes that Watson, like Watson, won by uh, 55,292 to Silly Israel's 55,262. So every vote clearly matters. And I never, you know, I hear that rhetoric every election year. I don't want to hear it. And these local races, again, count, I mean, they matter as much as uh, the state and federal news, obviously um capture a lot of attention what the council the austin city council votes on and discusses um for the average austinite does i think matter more you know for your daily life so your vote matters. travis county as well your vote matters yeah
1: yeah definitely like when i'm walking the streets you know to my go get coffee every morning i look at the potholes and just the housing and i'm like that's all city council and you Mm -hmm. know state and local government so it's really important and um I think we're starting to see more people really tap into state and local though. So I'm definitely excited to see what the um, next election cycle is going to look like.
0: It's going to be, well, we can we talk about that internally. No, that's, I know that's mean, it's, it's far away, but it's really not in terms of everything yeah. that dynamics uh, particularly again with the mayor, with the mayor's seat, whether uh, now, Mayor Lex Watson had, uh, or if he hadn't won or Celia Israel had won, it was going to be a two-year term because of prop D in 2021. I believe it was 2021, yeah, they all buried. 2021, I think it was, um, which aligned the mayoral term, mayoral elections with the presidential presidential cycles, election cycles. Um, so either way, uh, you know, you factor in early voting, uh, which is it's cute, it's well to say, but early voting for 2024 started in October. So we're looking at what a year and six months, maybe. I mean, from like from the start of early voting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely think we've got. A very short turnaround um we'll probably start hearing campaigns be announced um in the coming months
0: which is insane but y'all that's just i mean the nature for those who aren't involved in Austin politics you know the nature of how this race went that that was by that close close of a margin you can't discount um a lot in terms of uh the competitive environment out there and who may be looking to run for run again or or candidates, candidates who are holding and waiting to run for four years. I mean, we obviously the current council hasn't been sworn in yet, so a lot going on there. But a lot I mean a lot's happening now, right? And, you know, we look at the four, so the four council seats: Mayor Elect Watson, D three, D five, and D nine district, district, districts. They're all they're, they all well the whole council gets sworn in on January 6th. So we're like what what like two weeks away from that. Yeah. Right. And staff picks right now are paramount. I know uh at least uh one of the new members, uh council member elect Jose Velasquez District Three announced earlier on Instagram his uh chief of staff, chief of staff pick, Lizette Melendez, who was formerly a staffer with his predecessor, Pio, or Council Council Member Pinterilla. Um, but again, staff for them and the rest of council, then I mean, that's that's just top of mind now, right? You can't be the most, you know. We've seen this time and time again. Obviously, it's it's your staff is is as important as a person that seat and driving your policy and executing it. And so we'll be watching that continuously, and as we up, you know, and um, providing updates on the show and on uh, to our clients as well as those announcements are are made and then our announcements are are put out there promulgated. Uh, but a lot's going on, and then uh, you know earlier this week or over the weekend. Mayor-elect Watson was on, um, interviewed with this, what is it? It's Inside Texas Politics. It's uh, through WFAA's superstation up in Dallas about some of his priorities, um, you know, and he's, again, like given the mayoral, this mayoral ele- or, um, term, the clock's ticking, right? He doesn't have four years. Um, when, you know, the, uh, getting things done, uh, it always matters for the mayor, for any council member but or elected official, but definitely now. Um, if he chooses to run for election, he needs these wins. And so, you know, we see. Um, I Was quoting from the article, and we had it in the BG reads from Monday. Um, but one of his intentions was or is to create a blue ribbon task force to report back in no more than ninety days on just what we can do or what the city can do to affect uh, or impact uh, the cost of childcare. We're like He won. I know that's something that also that. Councilmember Velasquez was, or elect Velasquez is looking at into as well. But again, um, that's a, it's a bit, you know. Again, that's something announcing that now. I doubt if staff's picked, but the clock's ticking.
1: Yeah, and when we think about just kind of the important issues in the city, childcare plays a big role in affordability. And so, I definitely think that's a great, you know, issue to pick because it's going to help a lot of people in Austin. You know, even watching the austin energy rate rate base rate um um increase testimony from a lot of citizens one of the things that they they said was you know i'm paying this much for child care i'm paying this much for rent i can't afford an increase in my energy and so i definitely think that uh this will resonate with a lot of austinites and definitely show that you know he wasn't that different from um you know cilia israel he definitely has a lot of the same values and he's going to you know um Definitely work with people that might have not necessarily, you know, supported him in the election, just to get stuff done because he realizes how important and he does um, align with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. And then he was also looking at, again, reading the article, and uh, like we'll, we'll post the 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 video, we'll post the article in the show notes as well, the article link. But he talked about as well, um, looking into reducing the fee, some fees rather, on the build new housing builds. By at least 50%. And then also doing a complete sunset commission review of the of the, the city's development services department, which is the department that handles commercial and residential permitting, amongst other things. So that's definitely uh oh, and also code compliance and the like. But for the developer community, which you know, I think it, you know, both of us formerly worked for the real estate council of Austin, which represents the commercial and development industry by and large. Um, you know, we know. You know, and I'd say we were insiders as, as much as you can be, but it, you know, I think the development community gets a bad, it gets, it's a bad word in campaign sometimes, but the reality is things that get built, house, home, homes, companies, you know, offices, or everything else. And you know there's a business.
1: Yeah. And, and um, you know, I, I interned there as an undergrad for three years and, and the development community taught me everything I know about affordable housing. So there's definitely some, um um gratitude for them
0: there yeah i mean these folks i mean like you know it's it's a it's a business and like anywhere else they have a best interest in making the city great and i don't know it's like nothing's ever we hear a lot of rhetoric all around i mean people like lobbyists too but you know people need us so yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh we do we have a function um yeah, let's talk about you know so swear again swearing in for the full council beyond on friday january 6th their first official meeting will be on work session on January 24th a Tuesday and their first official voting session will be on January 26th that Thursday so it's some exciting stuff in kind of on the on the near term horizon and um, again for all the folks you know we we see, we saw a lot of different promises and and positions on the campaign all the, all these folks coming together now or all these council members coming together now um, with Watson, Marylou Watson at the helm, um, well, we'll see how all that you know susses out in, in real time.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Dave, a lot of stuff was kicked from um, this previous council into this new year, so you know they're going to have to hit the ground running. There's a lot of stuff related to land development code revisions um, and other really important things that they're going to have to you know do some really technical you know amendments on and a lot of other things. So. Um, they're really going to have to hit the ground running. I think they've, I think we're kind of lucky that uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve is during the weekend. So, you know, we've got that week to, you know, hire staff and just, you know, get really smart. And um, I've also, I've been following the the council member, Alex, on Instagram and other social media. And they're, they're, you know, out there grabbing coffee with other people, with stakeholders, with other council members. So, you know, I think we've got some, some really smart people in office now, and uh, I'm definitely excited to see, you know, what they have to say on the dais and how their vote shakes out.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you know we'll talk about this as well. Again, we're recording this on a on a Wednesday, but we have or sorry, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a Wednesday. I need some coffee. Um, but for those you know we have a, a big winter storm coming through, uh, predicted to hit sometime tomorrow Thursday, and you know obviously for those of us who were in Austin the last several years, winter storm Erie is still fresh in our minds, and so want to remind y'all uh, definitely get to HEB Trader Joe's Randall's Rebels and get what you need yet. Yeah, we don't, we'll see how it shakes out, but better to be prepared than not. Um, and then obviously, uh, I, I mean, we're talking about the, you know, the, the winter shelter audit too, right? What's us about that.
1: Yeah. And, um, so, um, they, uh, city council announced that the winter sh- winter storm shelters were going to be activated. However, we're not going to know information about, you know, like when they're going to be open and a lot of really pivotal information for people who need those to get in there until tomorrow. And, you know, Thursday it's already going to be, it's, I mean, it's already super cold, like, you know, I'm born and raised in Texas, and like, I don't want to go outside at all. And no. so um, I can only imagine what other people who are, you know, having to either sleep out there or, you know, um, having to wait for bus stops, or maybe they don't have the electricity to um, support their entire family. And so uh, I definitely think that that information should come out earlier, if, if possible, by any means.
0: I know that was something that councilwoman Fuentes uh tweeted about earlier in the week and she you know she's an example of what the city of Dallas I think they had similarly I mean Dallas is, is most likely me to be hit harder than Austin because they're in North Texas um but they had put out alerts about shelter or uh, cold the shelters rather at the beginning of the week with that effect so it's you know well you know obviously I know there was an, there was an audit report about this as well um but you know, first and foremost, hopefully people can get, get get to where they need, or get what they need, or get in place where they need to be placed. And you know, overall, we don't have the same kind of impact we had last year. I'm oh, sorry, two years ago with Erie. With yeah, Erie. it's going to
1: be dry, so no ice. Hopefully, all right. This is what's being reported, so the grid should hold up perfectly fine.
0: Excellent, excellent. And we get we got we we got guarantees from ERCOD and PUC and the governor and what else, Ponzie. So you know, we're all we're all. Uh, cautiously optimistic i think <laughs> I, I
1: don't think they would come out so publicly and say that it wasn't going to fail because if it did fail that would be really awkward for them so mm-hmm. um, so honestly in this environment
0: in this environment even if it did i don't think i mean when it came to brass tax given all of everything else that happened this, this year right and all the kind of you know i'm not gonna get into that but a lot of all the issues we had and not you know well, i bring bringing up like uvaldi right i mean i would say that didn't really. no one we lost it. Well, no one at the, the ledge really lost their jobs over that. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would, I mean, unfortunately I don't think it would, it should, but I don't think it would would happen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Hope, but but we don't want any of that to happen at all. So, you know, we both, we're both in the downtown district, uh, Hannah and I as well. So no, but I'm planning on on being locked down. Yes. (laughs) Yes. COVID. <laughs> i got my my essential supplies i'm ready to go for that at friday and just you know have have uh, some charlie Brown with miles like that so all right uh anything else you want to cover today
1: uh i think that was it it was a pretty light week um or short week it wasn't very light there's a lot mm. of news but um yeah everyone have a happy holidays and stay safe in this cold weather